Hello, everybody. It's Michael Martin. Thanks for being here. So a lot of names rallied, a lot of old names from uh, past 18 months. I wouldn't get my hopes up. I think the sector rotational stuff is still going on. And uh, although it might make you feel good, if you find yourself saying, we're back, baby, you are probably mistaken. And two, uh, probably still handcuffed to these names because you fell in love. Well, the thing I like to say in these circumstances, even with the stuff that I'm doing, is uh, stocks don't know that you own them. They don't care. They wouldn't if they were, you know, human. You know, so whether you're trading some of these speculative names that are, you know, less than $20 a share, or whether you're trading crypto or what have you, um, you really have to keep it impersonal um, because the, the stocks are really just there to serve you as waves to surf. And once the wave is over, you really have to start to think about protecting your capital. If I look at any of the names that were up big yesterday, they're still in protracted downtrends. And the quickest way that I've lost money was to try to think that I was smart trying to catch V-bottoms, right, which suck and are hard to trade. And I uh, thought I was onto something, so I thought I had a special feel, thought I had superpowers, wonder twin powers activated. I don't have a twin, but somewhere out there, there's probably someone who looks a lot like me. People say, stop me and say, hey, are you David Arquette? <laughs> I'm like, no, he's a very talented uh, guy. But anyway... So you want to be careful and protect your capital and start to think differently about some of the names that you might have been in the past 18 months and uh, use these rallies to a couple things. One, sell into that strength, right, and cut your margin balances, <clears throat> excuse me, if you still have them. But really look, now's a good time to really look at the charts and see the boom and the bust. Every market goes through boom and bust on some level. You just have to manipulate the time frames. But if you're looking at daily as your shortest time frame, i.e. not intraday, dailies, weeklies, monthlies, you can see bigger trends unfold. You could see uptrends, then consolidation, then resumption of the trade. So you can look for those types of reversals. And the key here is to keep your objectivity. What you don't want to do, and this is what Ed this is when Ed said the thing about funny mentals is that you can convince yourself that the fundamentals will carry the day when the charts are destroyed, which in this case they are. Again, I'll come back to Tesla. You could look at Enphase. You could look at any of them. Um, the point being is that the fundamentals are what they are, right? And the people might be really good business people. The people who work at the company could be great human beings as well. But you typically don't want to be owning stocks in downtrends. Now, if you're an investment advisor, it's a different ball of wax because if you haven't had the conversation with your clients about market timing or how you actually overlay your rules on the market, they might be looking at like, uh, what was a good example? Uh, NEO, right? So NEO was up 15 16%. I don't remember, but it was up yesterday and... Um, these rallies don't signify comebacks, right? They are they are what they are. You know, cash coming into the market, value investors buying on dips, who knows what. 
but that's an investment community decision. You're thinking as a trader, and as a trader, the markets, the charts are destroyed. So you have to have the, the patience to sit on your hands and wait for those charts to reconsolidate and find new breakout levels. And you can just do so much good for your portfolio by honestly just thinking in terms of support and resistance. It doesn't really get much more complicated than that. People tend to overlay too many things on their charts. I think moving averages, if you're an equity investor, can be helpful for sure. But again, it's hard to really try to trade if you're Jekyll and Hyde. Are you an investor or are you a trader? You really have to make up your mind because if you let yourself off the hook and say, yeah, well, this is an investment now, that's when you invite massive drawdowns. And I can't stress enough that you know, drawdowns are a part of life. And your goal is to try to keep those things as as low as possible. Um, I, th I don't think anyone's immune from losing money. If you even read, you know, say Market Wizards, people lost money for ways that they couldn't have even fathomed. And they, you know, went on to be, you know, greats. And so no one's immune from that. And if you don't sit down and try to protect your capital, no one else is going to do it for you. Why is that? Well, if you are like most people, um, and I want to be careful here because I'm not part of this crowd. Like, I don't consume any financial media. I don't watch TV. I don't have any of those shows on. Although I know a lot of the people, and they're friends of mine, you know, and they're very, very bright people. The problem with all of those shows, all right, is the same thing that went on with... Uh, Maxine Waters and the Senate hearings that she's holding for all this GameStop and uh, so subreddit stuff is that no one's going to come and lead with how to play superior defense because that's not what sells advertising. If you're watching those shows, it looks like a slot machine. You got all tons of shit on the screen and, and cutouts and scrolling things on the bottom and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's just, it's got to be a cacophony of noise. And what happens is they amplify noise and make it look like a signal. If that's the pig with lipstick, then yeah, I would say so. But no one's going to lead and talk to you about how your your first job is to play superior defense because people will be like, yeah, 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 let's get on to what do you like here? What do you like here? And, you know, if there's anything on this show that we've talked about is how to be an independent thinker. So it's, you know, I understand it. When you're coming up or if you're you are in the marketing business as an investment advisor you know you need to have a story because that's the currency that you live with right that's the medium that you need to communicate to your clients is have some kind of fundamental story you probably can't talk about protective stops and your percentage risks and all that stuff because it's over their head you know what i mean if it wasn't for online banking they probably couldn't balance their checkbooks a lot of them they certainly know how to make a lot of money in their businesses, but you have to remember, as a consumer, you're getting bombarded with everybody's ideas about what you should be doing, and if you're not doing something, you're missing out. That's the, that's the worst problem with financial media, is that you're not really missing out on anything. If you don't have a system, it's all randomness, because it's not shoulda, coulda, woulda. You couldn't have picked the low of NEO and you know, made 16% on that cap part of your capital if it wasn't already part of your system. So you have to block all that stuff out. Um, 
and then focus on what it is that you do do, which is, hey, I have to take chances. I can't steal second without taking my foot off first base, but at least I know if I do take this chance, what I'm in for. What is the worst case of this particular trade from a percentage basis on my overall capital? Then you play that out and say, oh my goodness, I, was, I didn't know it, but I was opening myself up to you know, a 25% hit on my capital. So then you say, well, I had 10% of my capital in this name. If I take a 20% hit, you can start to do the math and see what it's going to do to your, your equity curve, right? Your P&L, which I would advise you to chart and trade your equity curve, right? And if you're in a drawdown, that's when you have to kind of put a stop on your trading, just like you would put a stop on, a, on an instrument, a futures contract or, you know, an equity. When you start to pull back into drawdown, that's when you got to slow things down and then not get sucked back in because you think on days like yesterday that you missed something because they were, you know, rallies that the smart money or the people that I admire and know that are doing a pro job are actually selling into it, right? That's where the only time you really want to sell into strength in my mind's eye is on these, on these rallies off of lows when you weren't able to get out at higher prices. I don't particularly think just, this is a feel call. It has nothing to do with anything else other than a feel. I don't have a sense that the lows are in. Uh, we'll talk about that probably more later this week. I think inflation's a bigger deal than they're talking about. If you look at food prices, you look at commodity prices, um, some of them are 50%. And that's, you know, even though no one's speaking about it, that's reality, um, as unpleasant as it might be. Sooner or later, those costs are going to get passed on to the end user, and you're going to see that when you go food shopping or you go out to the stores. It seems like it's small in the near term, but especially with restaurants being closed and now they're facing higher commodity and food prices, people are going to come back. The question is, are they going to want to come back and pay any price because they've been at home stir-crazy, or are they going to be you know, a little bit more judicious with their spending and pick their spots? I don't know. My guess is they're going to want to get the hell out of the house, and if they have to pay 50% more for whatever it is they're doing for one particular meal, they'll probably do it. Whether that's sustainable over the course of the summer or through Q3, I don't know. But what I do know is that if you have long stocks in your portfolio and you look at the charts, the prices better be in the top right corner. And if they're in the middle of the, of the chart on the side on the right margin or lower, you're an investment advisor. And if you consider yourself a trader, but you're acting like an investment advisor, you're going to fail at both. Either way, you got to keep your losses small. And if stocks are trending lower, it's not a time to be long. I don't necessarily think you have to become Marty Zwag and become a short seller, uh, rest his soul. But, you know, cash is a good position to have when you're trying to pick your spots. Anyway, be careful. Um, know what you're going to lose before you get in. This is, an, this is exactly the time that you need to be thinking about this stuff because if you're looking at these stocks like they're human beings, you can't trust these things right now. And the numbers are right there in front of you. Anyway, if you'd like a free copy of uh, the audiobook version of The Inner Voice of Trading, my book, it's at Martin Chronicle. You can get it for free. Thanks for being here. I'll see you tomorrow.